so many background noises. Oh, hi. Before we get into today's episode, I want to talk about something we don't directly say, but we kind of talk around. Exclusion. We point to it in a roundabout way and we infer it heavily, but we don't point at it and acknowledge that it's a powerful element. Case in point, when trying to explain or cite exclusion, we usually just discuss the power of inclusion, or we mention an example of how something is different for us and suggest the person we're educating to fill in the gap. Some of us don't discuss it at all and just keep our heads down and work through it. But there is something to be said about the power of exclusion as an element all to itself. Exclusion happens under many circumstances, but the feeling associated with it changes very little, even if the circumstances are drastically different. I mention this because talking with Yasmin about her time spent studying abroad in Italy really gave me a look into how fearless she is. Not only was she going outside of her comfort zone, having never traveled outside of the U.S., but she has met with some tumultuous times that go along with being a student, being an outsider, and being a black woman traveling internationally. And I guess that is sometimes why we do talk about the power of inclusion. No one likes to be a negative Nancy, but he has been fortunately found like minds, good spirits, and friends that she'll know forever. She's working on new projects, and it was great to hear that she's doing a film about experiencing both inclusion and exclusion. And I'm so glad because it's a frank but balanced way to address the problems and the solutions. I'm Amanda Levy. Happy Black History Month! And this is Artist Gripes. So your name is, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my name is Hiasmin Gaskins. My artist name is Autistic Afro. And I'm a visual artist, muralist, and recently community activist here in Jersey City. And you're going to talk about studying abroad. Yes. Yes. Where'd you go? I went to Florence, Italy for the spring semester. So it was from February 2018 to May. Mm-hmm. How did that go? Why did you go? Wait, why did you go for? What did you go for? So I, it started just, um, 2016 was just a, a bad year, just in terms of like, it was my first year back in college, but then mm-hmm. that same year, like my grandmother worked at NJCU mm-hmm. for 30 years, and like she was getting ready to retire, but then she started getting sick around like March, and then oh. she passed away from cancer in May. Oh my gosh, so like, I'm so sorry. That was like a terrible way to start school year. Yes. <laughs> And it was, like, so hard to go to school, so hard. I was, like, really confused and, like, what was the next thing for me to do? Because it was, like, school didn't feel like it was really going to do much for me in terms of guiding me as an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just doing it because people was telling me to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I remember, like, she always wanted to go travel to Ireland after she retired. And I was like, you know what, I'm, I think I'm just going to do that. Like, I've always wanted to travel. My nickname's Dora the Explorer. So I was like... Aww. <laughs> I need. I just needed to take that leap. I needed something different to give me my comfort zone, get my mind off of that, into like further pushing my pushing myself and my career to the next level. Mm-hmm. So I was like December twenty sixteen. Like okay, I'm going to look into studying abroad. And thank God my school had like a study abroad advisor's office. That I can like talk to people and like ask them these questions and get like realistic answers on how to help students mm-hmm. study abroad. And Marissa 
she was very helpful with that. Like, Aww. breaking down the whole how to pay for housing, um, how to, like, sign up for the school, having all my boxes checked. She was the one that, like, I would go to her, like, every two weeks, the first, like, of 2017, just to make sure, like, I had everything I needed. Mm-hmm. She was, like, and also just to hang out, she was just very insightful <laughs> in terms of, she's a traveler, too, so she was very insightful in, like, what she's learned um, traveling the world. And she was Hispanic, so I felt more comfortable talk yeah. to her about like that it's a little bit more helpful yeah yeah um so you said your grandmother wanted to travel to ireland what made you not go to ireland and you ended up going to italy anyway um there were no like really like or classes that i wanted to take in the school options that they had in ireland I think it was like one or two schools and neither oh. of those schools had any like art classes i was interested in and really then, yeah wow so, like, Florence, when I got to, like, researching it. I would, I would presume Florence <laughs> Italy has a bunch of art classes. Yeah? Art classes. And I just always remember, like, in middle school, I was a big fan of learning about the Italian Renaissance. So mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, the art side of the Italian Renaissance, I really love and admire. Mm-hmm. And to hear that, like, it's, one, the city hasn't changed that much since, like, Leonardo da Vinci and Michelangelo walked the streets. So to be able to walk in the, the same path that they took mm-hmm. and to see a lot of their works, I always, yeah, I guess I just really wanted to learn more about them yeah did you learn a lot i learned a lot just like, about, let's start with art because i know where this is going <laughs> not, yeah. even, not even just the art like, yes it, the art can go on forever they have hundreds of like a lot of the artworks that you've probably seen in textbooks growing up uh-huh. there i saw like, them in person yeah, yeah i was like okay this feels totally different than the textbook version yeah yeah um <laughs> So you took you took art classes. Did you learn anything about yourself as an artist when you were doing that? Yes. Um, What'd you learn? <laughs> well, the classes I took were figure drawing, painting, um, watercolor and gouache techniques, Florence sketchbook, which is how I got to learn a lot of um, the streets in Florence. We would go to like a different spot in the city each week, and like a lot of the churches and the piazzas, we would go and draw them, and we also learn about the history of that location while we drew it. Which is really insightful because the city is so big, but like I feel like every street has some type of historical significance, mm-hmm. which is like really cool because you come here and it's like the streets are the streets. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> not to shit on like the America. Yo, wait till you but... go to the West Coast and find out <laughs> what the streets are like there because they don't have no history. That thing is nuts. <laughs> they're like, this was built in 1904, and they're like, what? Oh. Yeah. And you're like, that's... I go to a post office that was built in the 1700s. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I do that on my normal day. Yeah. And then in Italy, they're like, yeah, I go to a church that was built in the 1500s. Yeah. Oh, my family's lived in the same house since the 1500s. It's like, whoa. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. (laughs) Yeah, there are different levels. There are different levels, I guess. Right. Um, So, did any of your work change because of that? It did, like, it was a combination of, like, learning new techniques from new teachers, having this new environment, because over there in the wintertime, it's still pretty warm. Like, their weather is kind of like California. How mm-hmm. It gets cooler, but it doesn't get cold. So you still you see people's backyards, lemon trees, lime trees are still out. Yeah, no trees are dead at all alive in the winter, which is... For a nature baby like me, that is everything. Amazing. So that did you pick a lemon off a tree? <laughs> yes. yes. I picked a lemon off a tree. I took an orange out somebody's backyard. So important. It's, it's, it's there. It's like it's all so important. So much there. I've never been somewhere where like my neighbors have like 
trees in their backyard like that. Yes. Like, that's awesome. In L.A., that's really, really common. And one of my neighbors, when I went to L.A. to do that show this summer, there was a lime tree. Mm-hmm. And I saw a lime growing off of that tree. And I looked at this lime and I was like, by the time I leave, I'm going to pick you. And I totally forgot. <laughs> and it was just such a missed opportunity. I'm like, something about just reaching to a tree and being like, food. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so That's my excuse. Like, you yeah. can't get mad at me. It's food. It's food. Like, come on, man. You, you're really Smack mad. I took this one lemon. You're really mad. Yeah. Like It grows <laughs> on there. So it helps you with your techniques. Mm-hmm. But what do you want to talk about, the things you learn? This is not art-related, but it is artist-related. Yeah, definitely. the art comes in and out of, because whatever happened to me as a person definitely came through in my art in that time period. Okay. So I guess the first thing I would just talk about is just the whole, like, the beauty of solitude, but at the same time, like, the, the good and bad of the solitude. Like, when I first, I guess when I was on the air at the airport, and my mom, like, dropped me off, and, like, I'm sitting there waiting to get online. And by the way, this is my first time ever flying. So, my oh first my time God. ever going through the check You really went out of your comfort zone. You did it all. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. All at the same time? Yeah. Oh. No, I didn't get away from me at the airport. It was just, okay, hopefully I get there safe. Hopefully I get at the right airport. I didn't know this. <laughs> oh, poor baby. This is awful. <laughs> No. None of that clicked in my head when I was playing this trip. So I was just sitting there online no. like, wow, I'm really alone. Like, I have, I don't know anybody for the next, until I meet somebody I'm, I'm comfortable with. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay. I get off the airport. I get my way from, um, which airport was it? Not Facilica. Um, Fuimichino. Fuimichino Airport. And then I take, like, the little, like, train to the main train to get me to Florence. And as I'm riding the train and I'm just looking around, look at the environment, I'm just like totally taken aback and just absorbing like everything that I'm seeing. Like I said, like it was still like trees out in their winter time. There was graffiti everywhere in Rome. Um, the way the people ate and sat, their, their body language, because I know Italians are very big on body language. Mm-hmm. I was observant of um, a lot of that so that I can like innovate myself as like a native as much as possible mm-hmm. i did not want to stand out as an american anyway just, mm-hmm. i just wanted to really engulf myself in the culture yeah and then when i got to school and i met my roommates i lived with like seven other girls um mainly from like massachusetts virginia and arizona mm-hmm. and like their body language you said and- massachusetts and arizona i'm like okay <laughs> like very i have a picture yeah i'm like <laughs> Very white towns. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to avoid oh, saying it. But I mean, you it, expanded it to the state, there. but I was like, <laughs> you just said Arizona and Massachusetts. You're talking about Boston and fucking like Flagstaff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's what you're talking about right now. Or yeah. Phoenix, yes. Oh, so okay, it was like, continue. that was another like, um, I mean, I like meeting people from all different backgrounds, but like their mindset and like also too, like I got to school late. Um, I was supposed to start school two weeks in advance, but because I was having visa-ish situations with the consulate in New York, I had to wait. So those girls already knew each other the past two weeks. They already bonded. They already went to class together. Mm-hmm. They already like had their situation in the house. So it was like, yeah, I already know it's going to be very cliquish when I get in there. Yeah. And I'm the only black person there, so it's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> no, that's... I mean, that's a common thing, like... I transferred colleges three times, mm. and by the third one, I really wanted to leave, but I was like, girl, you have 
transferred colleges three times. You cannot do this again. Um, so that was why I did not. Um, but I remember going to all of these places and feeling like this thick ass membrane that I could never get like through mm-hmm. to like bond with anybody. And some yeah. of that was like not dorming, but like most of it was just the fact that they were like, you can't sit with us kind of shit. Like, mm. they're not saying that to you. They yeah. just don't laugh at your jokes even though they're fucking hilarious. Right. Uh, or they just ignore your point and you start to think like, oh, well, maybe it's me. Mm-hmm. But somebody else will crack the same joke and they'll laugh. Or somebody yeah. will say the same thing and then they're listening. Like, you're just like, I don't think it's me. I think right. it's y'all. And I think it's this weird little mucus that you formed around you guys' selves to, like, insulate and keep things familiar in yeah. a weird, weird way. I would bring it down very simply, I guess I would say. They liked their way of living, and they wanted to keep that as Intact. what it was yeah. as possible. Yeah. They were not trying to And I'm like, up. okay, I'm like just here. We all live in the same space, sharing the same space, but I'm going to do my thing while you guys live your life. And we're all here just enjoy living in, in Florence mm-hmm. and experiencing what that's So like. you continue to be by yourself. I like, I would hang out with them, like, say, like within the first month, but then, like, it just didn't, once it doesn't feel organic, the hanging out, it's mm-hmm. just like, okay, we live together, but like, living our separate lives. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it was more just like going to class, because I'm like, also, too, I came there for school. Let me, like, really go for myself into school and see what those resources are about. So, yeah. I was just going to classes. Um, most of my classes, like, they started out just like, again, they wanted to show us around. Florence, that's what I love about Florence teens. They love to sh- explain their history. They know their history so well. Like, mm-hmm. from the famous cooks and artists to, like, just the whole overall, like, how the city has grown and evolved. Like, after World War II, they explain how the bridges, how, like, major floodings have affected how the whole shape of the city is. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of things you wouldn't find from, like, watching videos or reading books about it mm-hmm. type of history. So I was really glad they were willing to share that with us. <laughs> Did you feel closer to Italian people than your roommates? It was weird. <laughs> like, some, <laughs> some Italians were really Complicated open. Answer. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Italians are very, I'll say, feely, very expressive with the hands. Um, yes, the stereotype. Um, mm-hmm. And um, like I said, some of them were willing to be open, like share their experiences because they were excited. They would always ask me like, "What am I?" Because I knew I wasn't like a black Italian, which. That's another part of history I'll get into a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so they were interested in learning about, like, American culture from me. And then mm-hmm. I'll learn a lot about, like, Italian So culture. they didn't know you were American right away? No. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's and a, wasn't like, that's a big bullseye. Because I know you were like, I hope they don't think I'm American. And they're like, so what are you? And you're like, yes. As yeah. long as you asked me if I was American and didn't <laughs> assume it. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, okay, continue. Sorry. I was it's just thinking good. about it. It was, um, ooh, I lost my thought for a minute. Um, you said that they wanted to know your background because they knew you weren't black Italian, which you're going to touch upon in a second. Uh, yeah. And we were talking about whether you were close, uh, closer to Italian people than your American roommate friends. Okay. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So, um, closer than my Italian yeah, so Ital- again, Italians, they were pretty open sharing their experiences, but then some of them, like... Oh, you also said expressive, with their, like, they talk with their hands, and they're like... They're like, um... But at the same time, they're not, like, open, open. Like, you walk up to a stranger, and, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, you ask them a question about something about the bus or whatever, and then, like, sometimes it gets into a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they're more like some of them are kind of clicky like they mainly hang out with people that they've known since like their childhood they mm-hmm. keep a lot of those same circles throughout their lives. Wow. Which is very, yeah, it's very interesting. Old. Like, that's, that's very old-fashioned. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're very old-fashioned. Which is like, it's cool, but at the same time, like, that also holds them from being open to outsiders just because they want to maintain, mm-hmm. like, that that click. Did they, like, straight up, did, they, did anybody just straight up ignore you? Like, hey, is this the bus? And they're just like... Yeah, just because they can tell I was, like, trying real hard with my Italian. It was like, yeah, she's trying too hard to speak Italian. She's not from here. I don't got time to be helping her figure out where to go. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, they didn't have time for that. (laughs) So, thank God for Google Maps. (laughs) Google Maps was my best friend. Great. (laughs) Yeah. So, it it turns out my friend was with me the whole time. Yeah. Google Maps. (laughs) So, Um. yeah, Italy was all... The people were very interesting in that in that aspect. Um, so going back to like black Italians, so there's like I would say three main types of black people you will find in Italy because Italy is mainly like a homogeneous country still. They only allowed immigration the past 20, 30 years ago, so it's still like seeing people of different backgrounds is very new to them. Um, so the main people of color that come in, I'll say, is like Nigerians and like Northern Africans, because. Um, Sicily and like southern Italy is like the easiest way to get into Europe if you're mm-hmm. like an illegal immigrant trying to like flee whatever's happening mm-hmm. in northern Africa or the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And so, like, but because they're like most of them are illegal immigrants or like, it just immigrants, period, coming to Italy, I don't know. Like, it's kind of like here with the whole Mexican fear Mexicans are trying to cross over the border and, and sneak into here and take out jobs. Mm-hmm. They have that about um, northern Africans over there. Really? So, yeah. So th- that mindset was um was interesting because if I went outside one day, I, I lived in like the very touristy part of Florence by the Duomo, mm-hmm. and um, if I had on a headscarf that day, people would automatically assume I was African, and I would get treated worse than if I was just like out and about. But like you tell, I was like mm-hmm. African American or Afro something, um, which was like that definitely also too like left in my mind like okay, this is like how their society deals with certain people and it's like okay i want to learn more like why are they like that to those people because like sicilians mm-hmm. they're very tan like they definitely was messing with the moors back in the day mm-hmm. so it's like you're not like <laughs> you I know mean, people of color you know black people so. yes i mean that whole that whole idea to me is just like we don't want people from africa coming up here unless you take them by force like i don't understand what the hell that's about it's like yeah it's that's a weird ass that's a weird ass preference to have to be like we don't want these people unless of course you know we're talking a few hundred years ago right i mean yeah because it tries to like perceive itself as not like it didn't play a role that much in the slave trade but they did play a role still so it's not like again columbus columbus wasn't spanish he was italian (laughs) so it's like yeah never bring that up over there they still Love the man, so they love Christopher Columbus. Yo, in the Dominican Republic, they love Christopher and Columbus. What? Yes, they have this huge monument and Don't a they huge know? museum. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we should tell them? Right. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, his name is Christopher Cologne there, mm. and so they call it the Cologne Memorial or whatever. Like it's this big ass tower and this big ass museum. It's like oh really big, and like it was definitely one of the highlights. That my Santo Domingo friends wanted to like, let's show you those plants. I was like, I don't want, 
I don't want to go to a tourist area. I want to get my nails done yeah. at home. I want to drink a coconut off the street. I want to buy corn from a vendor. Like, I want... I was very much about doing little things. Like, yeah. I want to go to the bank with you. I want to get my flat tire fixed and see what that's like. Like, um, But they were very much like, you're going to love it. And then I was like, who is Christopher Cologne? Like, I just kept saying, like... Because they kept calling him Cologne, Cologne. And I was like, who is Chris Cologne? Yeah, I was And they were like, either. oh, you guys call him Columbus. And I was like, that motherfucker? Y'all got this for that guy? Right. No. It was crazy. But, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what to say. I'm like, why? Who cares? That, why? Doesn't matter. I'm going to ask like, a Dominican how they feel about Christopher Columbus now. You know what? <laughs> I, I should have. I asked them about everything else. I asked them more about politics, like current politics, mm. um, than I asked them about like his like. What do you think, of Christopher Columbus? But yeah, I mean, it looks like they think very highly of that man, considering this big ass memorial and is very. It's kept clean. People aren't like trying to demolish it or graffiti it or anything. It's very oh, wow. well. So yeah, they got a whole different painted picture. Somebody's and that's got a respect inter- there. Something's happening. There. Yeah, and that's the interesting part about like going to different countries too. Is like different idols that some people in some countries may see a hero is not so much a hero somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So like I would perceive ideas of what a hero is or what a person, what makes a person heroic can be very different. Like in Italy, they still have some people who follow fascism. Mm-hmm. So Mussolini is still like, he still has followers there. Hmm. So like in a couple of um, piazzas and by some of the bus stations by my house, I would still see the swastika sign and they would have like, um, there was also like a, they had their version of, of our 2016 election in March. Mm-hmm. So, like, during all of March, there was nothing but, like, a lot of protests from, like, the their liberal version and their, like, very left, like, kind of like a Nazi party that they had there. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, it was like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> what what's the political views definitely affect, too? Like, how does the people act? Mm-hmm. And like all those things, I don't know. I wasn't trying to get political. I was like, again, I'm gonna be an artist. But I like, want to. I don't know what I'm. Blue. Just came. To I don't me. understand half of this. No. Yeah. And <laughs> like, Europe, they're organized though with their protests. Like they, they let you know. Like they'll have signs up and flyers around town saying, "Hey, there's gonna be a protest on this street this Saturday from like two to five. Mm-hmm. Just go. They like, take these routes instead if you're traveling oh, in the area." Nice. So I was like, "That's good." Damn. But it's like still, it's like damn. Yeah. yeah, every every weekend it was protests. Oof. <laughs> Um, so, okay, so they have an issue with immigration over there. Yeah. Um, you said that when you would wear a scarf, that mm-hmm. they would treat you differently. How would, who and how would they treat you differently? Who treated you differently and how would they treat you differently? So I guess I would say, like, it was mainly my morning and afternoon walks to class. So from, I lived in, like I said, the touristy side of Florence by the Duomo, and from there I would go by the Orno River to my, um, classes on Corso Tintori mm-hmm. and um as I was walking to school there's like the sidewalks there or like nothing like Americans be grateful for your sidewalks because <laughs> we have so much space there's sidewalks I would say it's like putting two shoe boxes together oh. that's your space and like so you're looking at the person like, like you're walking one direction somebody's walking towards you you're giving eye contact like are you gonna move or am I gonna move into the sidewalk because the, I'm at the the street because the streets are mainly cobblestones mm-hmm. and so like that you're looking at them and they're still not letting you know if they're going to like go into the street or not. So instead of like moving or like trying to communicate with you, they just straight shove you with their shoulder and like Mm -hmm. just keep it pushing. That's moms with strollers, grandmas, 
couples couples are the worst because they don't want to like they take up the whole sidewalk and they don't yes. want to give any room so they yeah. just completely like bulldoze over you or you gotta walk in the street and so like i got that more like shoves when i wore the scarf than when i didn't but i mean like i still got shoved every day period because like they can tell like the xenophobia there is also very real so they can just tell off rip i was not from italy it was not mm-hmm. italian yeah so so yeah that type of italian pride i was like eh, no but the italian pride in terms of like celebrating what accomplishments their people have done mm-hmm. that's a cool thing but yeah. the whole like italian pride of like we only want italians here that's a no especially when like the whole world wants to come to italy and like experience italian culture so it's like mm-hmm. very ironic for the people to be like that like mm-hmm. i had a pen pal um who lived in a city not too far from Florence and so he would come we would come and like practice my Italian go to restaurants he would um, go to cafes um climb Piazza Michelangelo and um I asked him one day I was like hey is that like something normal that just Italians do like when they walk in the street they just don't move anybody they just like shove their way through and he's like no that's not if somebody shoves me, I'm going to take that some type of way. So I'm like, okay, good. It's not just me that feels yeah, like cause shoving is a like, no. Getting all offensive. Like, <laughs> I cannot believe you just shoulder check me. Yeah. And then, and then you're like, wait a minute. They just do that here sometimes. Yeah. Like, and yeah, also my, they don't. my Italian yeah. wasn't that good. So I couldn't even ask the people like, hey, why did you shove me? Yeah. Like, it was too, happened too quick to me to think how to say it. To yeah. Someone. So like, yeah, he was like, no, like that's just their way of like making you feel uninvited. And I told him how I felt that in Florence. Milan and Rome, those happened. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, it's just the P. That's how I guess the xenophobia is with some people. Mm-hmm. So that was very new because I never dealt with that here. Like again, in, in in New York, New Jersey, somebody shoved you, like yo, you got a problem. Yeah, like that's not okay. Yeah. So like over there, I was just like, and then like again, most of the people around me are white. So I'm like, okay, if I lash out in a certain manner. They're gonna take either paint me as the crazy black woman, mm-hmm. or they're just gonna totally twist things and like it, it might not look good. It might have more eyes that I don't need on the situation. Mm-hmm. So again, I would just let a lot of stuff slide, but that would hurt me just not being able to speak up and like let people know like, like hey, I wasn't cool with that. So like some days I didn't even leave my apartment because I didn't want to deal with all of that stuff, that tension, and like I just wanted to walk around and explore, but I was not emotionally I had to like put on an emotional shield to deal with that mm-hmm. did you start shoving back by any chance yes I did <laughs> <laughs> just after, after a I while like, it was just like yeah I can't take this anymore like yeah definitely shoving my back my right shoulder is buff now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking that I was like, I probably wouldn't say anything either, but I might start doing some push-ups to just like make me extra upper body yeah, like, tight quick real it. quick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just to be ready, right? And I guess we get them more eye contact. You're like, oh, sure. you don't like that? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not my fault that I'm more solid than you. Gee, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't have shown me, right? <laughs> and it's like little things like that. Like, you have to change your mindset when you're in an environment where like the people aren't being like opening or welcoming to you. You have to still stand your ground and be like, well, I paid money to be here. I'm here to learn. I'm here for a specific reason. I'm not gonna let you ruin my day deter my reason for being here Mm -hmm. so um was there anybody else that you talked to besides your pen pal um my friend Saul he was really awesome with like this he loved um going to see art shows Mm -hmm. he loved nature we love to talk about like all types of political science different music experimental music genres like he was just like I don't know like everything I missed from the city 
like in one person. So <laughs> shout out Saul. <laughs> so wait, is he was he another student that went on the trip with you, or he was somebody that he went to? He's from Texas. Okay. So he so he was another student that you were I met I in guess. my school. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, we yeah. had like two classes together. So like that's oh. how it started. We would like hang out after class, and then like it evolved. Friendship evolved from there. That's yeah. great. You guys still keep in touch? Yep. No, oh, I love it. I'd love to go to Texas to see him one day. That's oh, the also great thing about it, like having friends from different states or different countries mm-hmm. that you like want to go and see in the future. That's exciting. Um, so anything else about your experience there? I'm just, I'm thinking about other things. I'm like, Mm. I know when you said that you didn't leave your apartment for an entire day, like I know that there were some rough patches because I remember some certain things on Facebook. Facebook, I remember seeing you being like, this is rough right now. Yeah. And I was like, oh no, what's (laughs) happening? Yeah, three Um, days Me and Joe were both like, have you seen it, Yasmin? (laughs) Status? (laughs) It's not going good for her right now. Yeah. When's she coming back? <laughs> like, we don't know what to do. I think I commented on some of those. You yeah. did, yeah. I was like, my heart was just going out to you. Yeah, I, was like, I, I wasn't, again, like, the whole social standpoint, I wasn't one. Like, I, I, I had talked to, like, a lot of my teachers in college who I went to Italy, and most of them were white. So, like, they was like, this experience is it great. It was so great. Like, great People fed me spaghetti. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> speaks English like it's totally going to be like they understand like what you're going to be doing while you're there and mm-hmm. it's just like no like they don't give a shit about me I'm in their country I'm mm-hmm. by their rules um they're going to ex- things are going to be different because mm-hmm. they have a whole different standpoint with people and mm-hmm. just like I had to learn and, and like undo like what they had told me yeah. as I was going and make my own rules with how I was going to approach socializing because I was yeah. like I can't stay in my apartment forever I didn't pay to stay in my apartment yeah <laughs> um did you, so I think one of the, I, I don't know for sure, um, mm-hmm. but one of the main things when I see uh, travel videos, um, usually people on YouTube and stuff that have channels and they're like, this is what it's like to travel as a person of color in this country or that country. Yeah. The big one, I think Germany takes the cake on this one, but mm-hmm. stares, like stares about who you are, what, what you're about, yeah. like stares at your hair or your complexion or your clothes or your shoes or like literally just your whole existence in that atmosphere at any given time like grocery store bank first class on a flight or like literally any circumstance that you're in they're just like something's not right here apparently in germany it's really bad Hmm. um at least that's what i've that's what I've gathered is that yeah. the staring is the worst and the hair touching is the worst. Yeah, hair touching is the worst. I've yeah, heard over there. I have um, a friend um, who actually he's, he grew up a black German mm-hmm. and he just like after he because he was giving me tips on like he was like don't take advice from Americans in terms of like how you're being treated over there because they don't know like you're again Europe has a different like ideologies philosophies on how things are done but he was like telling me his experience of growing up in Germany and he had Afro. And, like, that was one of the ways that he would, he would find ways to, like, work with them in terms of they wanted to touch his hair. Mm-hmm. But, like, you can't touch my hair without learning about my culture. So he would educate them mm-hmm. about why, how his hair is like this, especially mm-hmm. if he could. Um, but, yeah, I guess it's, like, again, he told me, like, you just have to build up some type of skin to it, but also, like, just find the spaces that work best for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, that was a thing in Italy as well that I was surprised about, like, uh, the stairs. Okay, the stairs felt like a game because, like, 
I guess I, I noticed them when I did like you made this a status on Facebook too. I remember yeah. this too. It was okay. like one of the first gripes about like, Italy. Not, yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'm not hallucinating about this. This was a real thing about your experience that I remember reading. Yeah, yeah, because it was specifically. Um, so I, I did a, a weekend trip to Rome when I first got to Florence because I wanted. They had like this really cool trip to see like a lot of the major points of Rome, like the Colosseum and a lot of like the, the Trevi Fountain. Um, and so I went and did that trip and we went out to dinner Saturday night and um, we were sitting in the restaurant. It was like me, um, this Brazilian girl in my class and uh, two white colleagues. And um, I remember sitting in the restaurant and there was like this guy who walked in with like his girlfriend, wife or whatever. And he was sitting at a table diagonal from us. And he was just like staring at me the whole time. And I'm like, like shifting my clothes checking my hair, I'm like, Is there what? something in my teeth? Yeah. Or my face? Yeah. And I'm like looking at other places, like maybe he's looking at like the menu or like the artwork behind me or something. Yeah. And like, no, like the eyes was like matching. So I'm like, okay, he's looking at me. <laughs> um, I'm like asking my my colleagues, I'm like, hey, any of you guys like notice this guy he keeps like looking over here? And they're like, yeah, I, I guess. And like, they just... Yeah, they weren't really, like, I guess, really paying no mind like that, but, like... Yeah, because he wasn't looking at them. Yeah, like, they didn't feel like the... Not daggers, but, like, something like that. But you can feel that. Like, yeah, there's, like, a feel. gravity or, like, a beam of something where yeah. you're, like, get out of my fucking face. Right. Like, you can be across the room and in my face. For, right. In, in my opinion, yes. <laughs> okay, continue. Sorry. So, after we left the restaurant, I asked, um... One of my colleagues, Jason, I was like, hey, like, um, by any chance, have you been getting any stairs while you've been, like, while we've been doing the tours and walking around? And he's like, no, I think that's just a thing that they do here. And I'm like, yeah, no, he doesn't know the stair I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, the stair. Yeah. Like, so I was like, okay, no more, like, asking anybody about the stairs or any, like, weird vibes they're feeling. Because they're not, they don't see it. If it's not directed at them, they don't mm-hmm. see it. Yeah. Um, but I remember, like, um... That night, like, it just was a lot. Like, that first, that was, like, day three of Italy, and it was just a lot, and then, like, not having anybody to talk to about that. So I mm-hmm. called my mom, and I was, like, crying, because I was like, yo, I don't know And you feel like you're crazy. Yeah. yeah, like, you feel like, if everyone else is like, no, this isn't happening, and you're like, but I feel it happening. Yeah. It's happening right now. Like, I feel it in my heart. Like, it's, it's weighing heavy on me. Like, I see it. I'm mm. not nuts. I'm not on drugs right now. Like, I'm not hallucinating. <laughs> This is all real, yeah. and for people to be like, no, I don't, I don't really, I don't really notice kind yeah. of thing. And it's, like, I don't put up the like, I'm upset with them for not yeah. feeling it, but at the same time, it was just like I was alone in that experience. Yeah. So like, I couldn't like have anybody that was like also American or anybody that was black to talk to about that. So mm-hmm. it was just like, damn, I got to like really like journaling became my best friend for that. Mm-hmm. Cause had to get it out somehow because it was a it was an everyday like different things. So yeah. I was, like, checking the boxes, make sure, okay, like, yeah, this type of things keep happening. Starting to piece up the pieces in that way. Yeah. But, like, yeah. So that was the very, like, again, the first two weeks of, like, the sol- the beauty of the solitude. But, like, that was more of, like, the, the bad side of the solitude. That whole, like, not being able to talk about those experiences along the way with people that were there next to me. Because it's, like, my mom, because she's hearing the stories, but, like, she can only imagine from, like, Again, from a certain standpoint, she's never been there, so she can't, like, mm-hmm. picture, like... She also doesn't want to like, think that you just went to a place to feel bad, either. Right. I'm sure that she was not like, oh, no, no she my was baby did not out. go... Yeah, my baby did not go to Italy right now to be feeling this way. Like, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure 
she, because that's what my mom would be doing. She was like, Mana, stop crying. Stop <laughs> crying. I'm like, and I'm upset. Yeah. And she's like, I know, but if you cry, you're going to make me feel like I need to cry because I don't, <laughs> I didn't ask for you to go there. Like, she'll, she's one of those people that's like, I never told you to go there in the first place kind of thing. Right. And like, she doesn't want to say that, but she also doesn't want you to feel rotten. Mm-hmm. And when it feels like that's what you're feeling, she's just like, she doesn't even know what the hell to do. She's just like, <laughs> this shouldn't have happened. Right, and yeah. Every mom, out. like, several miles away. Yeah. <laughs> Can't do nothing about it, yeah. but it feels bad that yes. her daughter is going through whatever they're going through. Yes, continue to cry. It cannot do anything. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, it's a hard, that's a hard spot to be in. But right. she obviously believed you, at least. Yeah. 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 This is not no, a, wasn't crazy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's why, like, having friends like Saul and being able to talk about those experiences with him helped me get some of that load off my chest, too. So I oh, you just, did? Good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I could, like, just focus on, like, just coming here and, like, school and, like, finding ways to explore without, like, worrying about the stairs as much. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you have a takeaway ready? A takeaway a from take this away, Yeah, like... Ooh. You don't have to. You got notes. I love that you got notes. You have more stuff. Look, you look yeah. like you got paragraphs. Whole like I had main events and then like the main breakdowns of what happened. So yeah, great. We got solitude down. Yes. Now it's just like the whole the. Let's talk about the good side that came from the bad in the beginning. The good side. <laughs> let's talk about all the positive things happened to the initially garbage things that happened to you. Yeah? Right. We'll talk about that. So, like, all that just now was just the two first two weeks of being over there. That was just two weeks. Yeah. We're going to have another episode for the additional 12. Yeah. Um, Continue. Sorry. Um, So, yeah. So, um, one of the ways, I guess, I found a way to, like, stay true to myself and, like, do what I wanted to do and make the most out of my experience there was um, booking, like, little trips that I did. So I remember, like, to improve my Italian, the year before, I started by just listening to Italian punk rock. And I had, like, one of my favorite bands is um, Fast Animals and Slow Kids. And they was having a concert in Florence in March. That is a violent name. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Continue. I'm sorry. I was like, I love the name. Yeah. Because all I'm thinking is lions and babies. Oh, my God. That's all I'm thinking. It's like <laughs> leopards and toddlers. Fast animals. Slow kids. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, that, they're, they're good. <laughs> so you love fast animals and slow kids. Mm-hmm. So there was a punk rock band in Italy that you had familiarized yourself with before yeah. you got there. So, like, I did that trip by myself. I went and, like, called the bus and got to the... I got lost on my way to the auditorium vlog, and so, like, I saw, like, these three Italian people, like, they were, I was in, like, this alley, the end of an alley, and I was like, oh, shit, like, how am I going to get there? And I see the three Italians, like, this one woman, two guys walking up towards me, and I'm like, okay, time to get this Italian out. Um, <laughs> Dove è il uh, auditorium vlog? And they was like, uh... They didn't know where it was at either, and they started speaking English to me, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. They're like, yeah, we're trying to find a venue, too. Like, we're going to see Fast Animals and Slow Kids. And I'm like, me, too. And then, like, we just started bonding from there, and they were like, um, two of them worked at the local airport. One of them was a pilot. Um, Cool. Yeah. And then the other guy, he was just an artist that grew up in the area. So I went with them, hung out with them most of the night. We saw the concert, um, which was awesome. Like, they played, like more like american punk rock in the beginning like to set it up and then like 
it went straight into the band. And then the after party was more like American punk rock. And I was mm-hmm. just like, yo, it's like a combination of like my two loves in one. Like, and like, I was the only person of color there, of course, at the punk rock concert. Mm-hmm. So, but it was still like nobody like gave me looks or anything. Like I was actually like welcome in the space, dancing mm-hmm. with people, having fun. And yeah. <laughs> Do you think there was a large American population or was it no. predominant? No. Dominantly Italian. Cool. It, only Italians would know okay. about this band. Really. Okay. <laughs> well, the, the three people you happened upon were like American, yeah? They were Italian. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. They just happened to speak English. Yeah. So I felt so happy. Like, my oh my bad. God, good. They speak English. Yeah. That was racist of me. Yeah. You were like, they were speaking English. I was like, oh, so they were American. Uh, <laughs> sorry. That was a bad assumption. No, no, that's good. Terrible. Good. Um, so yeah, like that experience, I learned to just like, wow, if I just go out and go to events without worrying about having people to go with or like worrying about like what other people think of me and I just go there for the fun, like I just meet these awesome people and then like build these relationships. You never know where things are going to go. We left the venue at like 3am and like I trusted the guys to like drive me home. I'm like, they could have totally kidnapped me. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and they could have missing. Yeah. Did you tell your mom about this? Um, no. So. <laughs> I don't know. Well, she's going to yeah. hear about it now. Yeah. That, oh my God. Cause yeah, they couldn't like, they couldn't fully drop me off home. So they dropped me off on the highway. So I walked from the highway to my apartment. Oh, you were in station. trouble. <laughs> I'm telling. <laughs> Oh, you're in trouble. Oh, my God. Do you know how much true crime I listen to? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. It was like a love adventure like me, that. You're giving me a heart attack right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Just hearing about this in hindsight. Even knowing that you're alive and well today, I'm just yeah. like, you did what? You, <laughs> you let who take you where for what and what? It's about trusting your intuition, though. Like I guess. <laughs> and make like, all the common sense. I just... If the energy feels right or if it doesn't feel right, go off of that. <laughs> okay. We got to get past this because I'm going to dwell on this. Yes. Oh, that, my God. That was one experience. Boom. I'm so thankful that you're okay and alive. <laughs> and you got back to the highway and then to your house. Okay. At 4 a.m. At 4 a.m. <laughs> Continue. So, yep. That was one trip. And then another trip was I spent spring break in Milan because I planned that last minute. I was hoping to, like, meet friends who were, like, down to doing, like, traveling different countries, like, during the break. But then, like, I met those people, like, literally a week before spring break, and they already had their spring break plans. A lot of them went to either London or Amsterdam. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to do my own thing, either go to Rome or Milan. I already went to Rome. So I was like, mm-hmm. let's go do Milan. And Milan's really interesting. I would recommend Milan to, like, any American who, like, wants to go to... Italy, but it's not ready for the culture shock because it's very like mini New York City. Oh, okay. Yeah, like all the like shops you see in Soho around when you first get out the train station, mm-hmm. and then like they have a light rail also in front of the train station, which is awesome. You could hop it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that seems easy. Yes. Light rail, trains, these things called trams, and honestly, public transportation I would do more than driving because they have a lot of cobblestones there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, a lot less than Florence, though. Florence is, like, very, like, how it used to be in the, the Renaissance. But Milan's a little more advanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, same treatment or? Um, an interesting mixture. Um, okay, so, really good experience. Well, should I do the really good one or the really bad one? Go for, for it. Do okay. all of it. <laughs> so, I guess I'll just, like, summarize real quick. I spent Milan because, um, 
it was just, I don't know, it was just like a really nice city to like explore and they had like their own little sections like how New York has Chinatown and Lower East Side. They had their own versions of that. So that was cool to see. Um, I went there and I hung out at this skate shop called Bastard. Yeah, called Bastard. <laughs> okay. Where um, I got to befriend Max Bonassi, who's like the um, grandfather of Italian skateboarding. He built like the first skate park in Italy. Wow. And like, so, like one of the real pioneers to like spread skateboarding around Europe during the 80s. Cause like before you had to like- skate. You had a board. Yeah. I do remember that. You're right. Okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. Yes. Okay. So yeah. that was amazing. You met that a was, mini celebrity. Yeah, mini celebrity. He like <laughs> welcomed me into his store and like he was just yeah, it was weird how he open he was with being like in his fifties and like just mm-hmm. like, Yeah, hey, hey, you can check out our warehouse and like the behind the scenes. Yeah, all these cool thrasher and um Big Brother magazines and mm-hmm. I was just like, What? And then like they had like um girl skate night the next day so he was like oh come back and we had like a um a whole skate session I'll invite like all the local girls that normally come and skate and they had like Ooh. their own their own bowl above the skate shop uh-huh. that's what makes them very unique they're like a really well-known skate shop for that the uh-huh. only i think like them and like the the skate store in supreme in new york the only two i know that have like a skate a, a bowl inside the shop yeah which is really cool uh-huh. so yeah i like i did that that experience, that's also how I messed up my knee too that day, but that's a whole other side thing. Um, so yeah, that was a really awesome experience just because like that was the first time too, like in through skateboarding, I met people who I was very comfortable with and they just opened me and welcomed me and we just hung out and had fun. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. I like it. Um, all white people again? All white people. All white people again. Yeah. Okay. Again, like, um, if you saw, for me, if I saw a black person walking down the street, it was literally like, we looked at each other, pointed at each other, it was like, oh, a black person! Hi! <laughs> Hi, how are you? Are yes, you okay? Hugged. Yeah! <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> Hi, just checking in. Complete stranger, are you okay? Yeah. I'm having a rough day. Ew. Can we talk? Let's go get coffee. Yeah. Um... It was so, like, special <laughs> having those moments, yo. Because, like, I, that's how you knew, too. Like, I wasn't alone in the experience of, mm-hmm. like, being the only black person in, that, um, in those spaces. Mm-hmm. So that, that was very comforting in a weird, like, stranger danger, but no stranger danger yes. way. And it's just, like, black person to black person. Are you good? Let's just talk about this. <laughs> yeah. do, you need, do you need espresso? Let's go get espresso really quick. Talk <laughs> yeah. about it. Cope. Vent. Heal and go out. Yeah. Um, Another way I met people was through, um, I stayed at a hostel while I was there versus mm-hmm. a hotel. And a hostel is, um, it has nothing to do with the horror movie. I heard a lot of people are like afraid of staying in hostels because of that old horror no, movie. No, I stayed in hostels, yeah. Oh, okay. In Mexico. It's not, I mean, it's not crazy and it's dumb no. affordable. Right. Whew. It's just like you eleven dollars. Eleven dollars yeah. a night, man. What, you nuts? <laughs> How am I not gonna do that? You can't be with that with a stick. Right. I can't. Sorry, you. No. Yeah, be, especially if I'm like gonna be out exploring every day. I don't doing need, things. I don't eating. need no like fancy, yeah. fancy space to sleep at. I yeah. need somewhere cozy to sleep and to store my stuff, and yeah. that's it. And so they was great with that. The showers, the open showers, was a very new thing that was like. I'm oh. sorry. What? Complete. Elaborate on this. What is an open shower? So open showers is like you have like just one room where it's like you have curtains and like there's like shower stalls, but it's like anybody can like just walk in and come out the shower. So it's like there's no private bathrooms. It's shared bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> when you want to put your put your makeup on while there's like other people coming in and out the room, mm-hmm. and it's like. <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Very different. Fine. What's the water like? I need to know about the water. This is just my personal... The water is so clear and like like no fears of tap water over there. Like okay. The water is so good. That's great. Like the water, air, oh my God. The water and the air. I could bottle it and bring it back here. Does it get, do they have hot water? Yes. Cool. Good to know. In DR? Not very often did they have hot water. Ooh, down, um, you go further towards Sicily, like... I didn't want hot water, to be yeah, quite honest, because no. it's fucking 99,000 degrees. <laughs> yeah, so maybe that's why they don't hot water. Hot like, don't worry, I, I don't need hot a hot shower at all. Yeah. Nope. But it was good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, do they have shower heads? <laughs> yes, they have yes. shower heads. Okay, again, DR did not. Pipe, you know, like, the pipe that comes out of your wall and mm-hmm. then has the shower head? Yeah. It's just the pipe. Huh? And I'm like, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm just like cupping my hands, getting this water in. Yeah, also they didn't, it didn't matter because like it was very like, they had pressure. It wasn't like mm. piddling out. Like, okay, it good. That's why Straight up came out exactly, no, it came out exactly like it would at the same pressure as your regular shower. It just didn't go, yeah, that's all. So it was perfect, but like they also didn't have toilet seats. That was a, a rarity as well. Toilet seats over there? Toilet seats, yes. What I love about over there, they have bidets. I don't oh know why in America we don't have bidets. Bidets. They are heavens for your tushy. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Wait, all bathrooms have bidets? For the most part, yeah. We're talking about personal bathrooms or public bathrooms? Okay, so personal bathrooms have bidets. Um, public bathrooms have literally, it's like a toilet in the floor, and you have to squat to use the bathroom. There's no sitting at all. So I'm like, how do old people do this? No. <laughs> I can barely squat over an American toilet. My knees cannot handle like this. Yeah. My little quads. No. Let's see if I can find a picture of it so like, you can get like, because like describing it and seeing it, it's like, yo, it's really in the floor. No. And it's just like, yeah, a hole. You press a button on the side of the wall. You pee on your shoes a lot? Did you pee on your shoes? No. You did not pee on your shoes. Okay. No. Yo. It's like, yeah, you have to have good aim. I'm like, yeah. All I think about but is peeing on my shoes. They would be mainly clean, though. Like, the, the concert, obviously, like, they had that, and it Ugh. wasn't What's clean. a concert, yeah. Yeah, so that was like, mm. It's always gross. Yeah, but, like, in restaurants, no, they would be mainly clean. Does it smell like pee? No. No! It's what? like you flush it, and, like, they have something in there that, like, releases a nice smell or something. What? I need to see this <laughs> right now. It's It's weird. Right now. <laughs> to Yasmin, I need to see it now. <laughs> I'm so curious. It should be, oh, yep, right here. Da, 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 da. Here it is. Let me see. What? Oh, my God. And you squat. Yep. Oh, my God. Little groove, There's no little pee. bars or anything, though. No. So how do, okay, just going to say this. How do you pee if you're a disabled person? Exactly. If you have mobility issues. Outside. There's no, <laughs> I guess, like, like there's yo. no bars for you to hold on to or anything. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Because I was thinking, I was like, technically, you could do that in a wheelchair. You just park it outside, go in there. But, like, you'd have to, you hold need something, something to hold on to. Yeah. 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 That's so sad. That's okay. something they, they got to work on. Yeah. But it doesn't smell bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. It does not. But Good yes, to know. Bidets are lovely. They don't. So for those who have not used a bidet, it does not shoot up your butt. It just simply curves and goes down. Like, it shoots out, like, a little bit underneath the toilet seat. Towards your butt-ish. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, 
So it's just like it, it wiped for you, basically. A little arch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can adjust the temperature so it can be hot or cold or lukewarm. I bought one. I just haven't oh. been able to install it because the setting is a Japanese setting. The, oh. um, the coupler, this like uh, the joint that basically connects all the pipes together is the wrong measurement. So I have mm. to get an adapter. But. Oh, man. When I get one, I'll invite you. <laughs> I'm like, welcome to Italy, girl. Yes. <laughs> Having flashbacks? Yes. yes. <laughs> I will get, I've been, my friend had a bidet and I've been trying to get one ever since. And I was just like, I need to do this. And then I need to invite all my friends that love bidets over. We'll just have like this weird discreet party in which I'm like, here, have snacks. Snacks. Yes, you're here for the bidet. We're not going to talk about that. But right. you guys all know you're going to try it when you go in there, though. So. Yes. <laughs> it's be great. I, that's how I feel. That's just how I feel. I think we should have a bidet party. That's all. Um, okay, so they have bidets. Um, why did we get onto bidets? Bidets, public spaces, backtracking from that. Ooh. <laughs> Bathrooms. Oh, yeah, um, hostels. Yes. yes. Sorry. Hostels, open showers, bathrooms, bidets. Yep, yep. that's where we went. Okay, Ooh. got it. I'm following that trail. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Backtrack. Um, so, yeah, so you stayed in a hostel, and that helped you... Um, meet different people from all over, like, mm-hmm. literally all over the world. Um, and, like, we're all experiencing this culture for the first time. Mm-hmm. And, like, some of... Again, like, a lot of, like, people, like... I mean, I spoke English, maybe some German, maybe some Dutch, but, like... Finding ways to like talk, communicate with people besides language by like, using hand gestures, mm-hmm. Google Translate, like finding just different ways period to talk to people was very helpful in like terms of like if I really want to like talk to somebody, get to know somebody, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna let the language barrier like stop me. Yeah, and learning to overcome that was really cool because I was like, okay, I can make friends with people even if I, we don't speak the same language, mm-hmm. and that's how like me and Max Bonassi talked. Like he spoke little English, I spoke little Italian. Uh-huh. We would find common grounds to make it work. I yeah. would just point to things. I was like, oh, this is really neat and whatnot, and yeah. like it, it was perfect. Oh, <laughs> that's great. So you said something bad about Milan. What happened in Milan? Yeah. So again, back to the stairs and the people not being used. To, again, like people are not used to seeing people of color, particularly black people in Italy. Mm-hmm. So um, I saw the Frida Kahlo retrospective in Milan. That was having the same week when I got Ooh. there. It was awesome. It was, was it? Yes. I'm very jealous of you right now. It was so good. Mm-hmm. I finally go to the one in Brooklyn. So I was like, oh, it's the same one. Okay, cool, cool. But like, <laughs> but I saw it in Milan, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be like, oh really? yeah, I missed the one in Brooklyn. I saw the one in Milan. Oh darn, I can't believe I missed the one in Brooklyn. That came out mad bougie. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not trying to be bougie, y'all. Uh-huh. It was just magical. But yeah, like while I was there, it was just uh, again, only person of color in the art museum. Which again, I was like, okay, this is at the oh. Frida Kahlo exhibit. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, a whole room of white people. <laughs> Wow, how does she do it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I mean, obviously they're not saying that. In Italian, they're saying that in Italian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, as I'm looking at the artworks, I see this, like, group of high school girls that was, like, talking, and, like, we were kind of, like, going into each room at around the same time. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, I remember I was standing there, and I heard them talking loudly behind me. Like, you know you can tell when somebody's talking about you, whether they're speaking in English or not. Mm-hmm. And so I saw... At the nail salon, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the time, when I'm getting pedicure, yes. 
Yes, I do. I know that one. I know that well. Yes. Yes. So, like, I saw see, like, a flashlight go behind me, and I'm like, they took a picture of me, and I turned back, and, like, they ran off to another painting, and was, like, sitting there laughing and pointing at me, and I'm like, yo, nobody else sees this? Like, and, like, the, the example of taking pictures of the art, period. So, mm-hmm. like, security is saying nothing, like, what's going on here? And so, after that, like, and that also, too, brought stairs onto me, because they're like, like... Yeah, they see a flash, and they're like, what are they taking a picture of? Oh, yeah. they're taking a picture of that person. I guess I'll also stare. Yeah. Mm. So, that, like, put me on the spot. And so, I was just like, I did not come here for this. I Like, this almost ruined, like, I was having a good moment just looking at the art, and, then, and I'm a big Frida fan, so, mm-hmm. like... For that to happen while I was looking at the works, and like again, that whole perspective of like, I'm like, you guys don't even understand her life. Like, yeah. y'all just here to look to post on Instagram. Like, y'all not yeah. here to appreciate her work, and like to 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 do that to me, it was just I I got really personal. But at the same time, I was like, how can I not? Like that that was uncalled for. Like yeah. it's so childish. And I know those high schoolers, but it was still like again, I was alone. In that experience, I had nobody to talk to at that time mm-hmm. to. Like, yo, did you see that? Like, yeah. if I had a friend there, it would have been, like, I wouldn't have felt it as much. I would, like, brush it off, would have laughed about it, and then yeah. kept it going. But, mm-hmm. like, yeah, so after that, like, I went through the exhibit quickly, and I left. Because I was just like, Aww. yeah, I'm not be for it. I went back to my hostel, cried again, called my mom, was like, yo, I, in Milan, too? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I'm crying every city in Italy. <laughs> Shit. She's like, I'll be waiting for your call. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> hello. Yes, what happened? Oh, some fuck shit? Okay. Still. And then all she wants to do is probably bring you home. I'm yeah, sure of it. every time I want sure to bring you home. Just and come home. And I was just like, no, I have to prove that like I can handle and live with this. Because like, from that point, like... What was it? Which what? you don't, by the way. I'm just letting no, you know. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> some people did, You don't though. have to prove some shit. Some people couldn't handle yeah. it. Like, the whole, like, even just, like, some um, white Americans, they couldn't handle, like, the culture shock and, like, just the xenophobia was everybody. Oh, so. you don't like it? I'm sorry. I have, I have very little sympathy for white Americans. They're like, oh, no, whatever, let's make the language and the Well, they could have easily afford, like, flights to head back home whenever they wanted. So that was just like a, okay, yeah, I don't have that much luxury. I got to pay for my flight back. Gross. Like, I got my round trip set for this date. So yeah. we're going to follow that. Yeah. <laughs> this is all I've got, okay? Yeah. Um, that's all. So, yeah, well, I wasn't going to let, like... The negativity stopped me. I was like, I'm still going to be here. I'm going to drink up your wine, eat your food. <laughs> I'm going to mingle at Peritivo. Yeah, I'm going to learn Italian. It's mm-hmm. going to be. Did you learn Italian? Did you become fluent si, in it? Yeah. Italiano is non difficile, ma it's um, a combination of Spanish and French, really. So oh, it's really? like, okay. that's why like, I came back here. Like, I'm still like have some of it, but like I want to learn Spanish first uh-huh. and then go to Italian because it would just be a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. Romantic languages, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I love how the language is very sing-songy. So yeah. it's like you're singing every time you talk, and like you follow the rhythm. And it's just so beautiful. Like sometimes you get caught up in like how they say it versus the, <laughs> what they're what are saying. You saying? <laughs> yeah, get the hell out of my way. I'm late for an appointment. And you're like, oh, it sounds so pretty in Italian. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My wife is in the hospital. Please get out of the way. <laughs> What is he saying? It's so beautiful. <laughs> um, sorry. Um, well, I'm sorry that happened in Milan. So you went back? After uh, Milan, went back to Florence. Yeah. This is like April now. 
and April was where the turn of everything started to like go really good in terms okay. of me finding community in Florence. So like um, more of those experiences with the stairs and whatnot were happening. And I was talking to a friend of mine who lives in Brooklyn, and um, I was talking about I want to do a short film to document like um, the experiences of like Africans and African Americans um, in a country like Italy, where mm-hmm. it's like they're not as educated on um, the black experience. Because like again, like I said, Italians, um, it's not many black people in Italy, so the most they know about African culture, African American culture, is through movies and TV shows. And African-Americans, we got rappers, we got mm-hmm. uh, all these, these rally TV shows and, like, the gangster movies, and that's how they really see us. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, no, we got to, like, really tell our story for them to under- to at least hear us out, mm-hmm. you know? So he was like, I think that's a really good idea because, like, that's, a, like, a personal, like, way of, like, showing people, like, what you're experiencing while you're here. Like, yes, you're happy and excited to see the mountains and the, the landscape and be around the people and the culture, but there's this other side that's not being addressed at all. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, yeah, I don't, I didn't know anything about how to film a film or, like, I had Premiere Pro on my laptop, but I didn't know, like, how mm-hmm. to make a film. So that same day, like, I, I recently walked by this um, African beauty shop Mm-hmm. And I went in there, and I was just talking to the owner, getting cool with them. I'm so happy, because I was going to ask you about that, too. I was like, considering that um, some of the hostility you're receiving is for the perception that they're identifying you with somebody who is Nigerian, you yeah, said? Mainly Nigerian. Mainly Nigerian. Yeah. Um, I was like, did you reach out to any people that were from Nigeria by any crazy <laughs> chance? Because I feel like... <laughs> You know, but then I was like, okay, well, what are the odds that you're going to find necessarily uh, a person that's Nigerian that will be willing to talk to you that also knows English, yeah, and maybe Italian, like, yeah. So I was like, that's getting we're getting really we narrow know. right now, right? But I'll go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. yeah. It was, <laughs> <I'm so excited. laughs> it was two um, different forms of actually black people that I met. It was Nigerians and it was like black people in my school, and that was like African American culture versus African culture. I was seeing that difference a lot. Um, but let me explain real quick how I like got this short film made. Mm-hmm. So like I found the beauty hair hair shop. It was like um, it's weird. Like the the Centro Duomo. It's like <laughs> it's mainly like a bunch of stores. It looks like Soho, mm-hmm. and then you got this one little part that's like kind of like they call it the ghetto because it's mainly like Portuguese, um, Nigerians, and Middle Eastern people live in that area. Mm-hmm. It's by like um, I don't like that word, but okay. <laughs> Something Sorry. Um, I mean, it's not your fault that this, that's what they call it, but go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> if anybody feels some type of way, I apologize. I'm trying to, like, I don't want to offend anybody into how to no, describe No, I wasn't them. saying you were a friend. No, I didn't say you were a friend. Oh, think okay. That, cool, cool. I think it's, I think it's There's offensive a that that's what they call it. I mean, yeah. you can't do anything about what they call it. Yeah. So. Okay, continue. Yep. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, like, that, it's, I could only describe it like that because, like, that was really the only part where, like, I met, like people of color in Florence. So, like, yeah, that's where the hair salon was at. And um, I went to just talk to them and, like, asked them, like, how long they've been here? Uh, how did they, like, the whole story of, like, why did they open up a hair shop in Florence if they're from Nigeria? How mm-hmm. they got from Nigeria to Florence? Well, where and... else are they going to go to get their hair products? Shit. <laughs> I mean, they'd be like, we have to make it because... Exactly. Have you seen it? <laughs> have you seen around? Have you looked around? Right. And, yeah. like, it's funny. If you order, like... Can't you shea butter or like sorry American products to over there? It's like cost four times as much. 
And so, yeah, shampoo is not cheap. No. Mm-mm. And Cantu is not that cheap either. It's yeah. not. Okay, continue. Sorry. <laughs> What's her name has a leave-in conditioner that I'm like, Can't no, live without. No. Yeah, yeah, same problem. Like, can't live without, but you're like, ooh. <laughs> I need to, like, use this as, like, frugally as possible. A dime-sized <laughs> amount. Yeah. And I, I screwed like... myself over because I just, like, dyed my hair when I went over there. So, oh, did you? Yeah. What color? Blonde. So it was, like, right. dry and, like, my afro was, like, adjusting to it. So I needed, like, a lot more conditioner. Mm-hmm. So, like, once I ran out, I was like, oh, shit, I can't use white people conditioner. I need, like, conditioner, yeah. conditioner. Do they have, like, um, do they have, like, um... Sections in store. Well, maybe they don't have super no. stores. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> You're like, and that's the other thing you don't naive thing. Yeah, <laughs> they had no like black makeup products, no black self care products. Like Ugh. it's all white, which was new. Well, I was like that. I was like, thank God for this hair store by my yeah. house. Great. Um. So yeah, like the lady, she wasn't interested in me doing the short film on her, but um. I met this guy who, like, he hangs out in the area, and I'm like, how much should I divulge? Because I'm like, I don't talk to him anymore, but still, like, so, let's just say he puts, he participated in extracurricular activities, mm-hmm. and so um, he asked me, did I participate in those activities? And I said, yeah. And Y'all are talking about smoking weed right now. <laughs> this is what's happening right now. Okay. <laughs> So he has been smoked weed and smoked weed with another person. Yeah. Continue. I was going to scream. Extracurricular activities. <laughs> but like other, other, you know, the extracurricular activities that come with like um, smoking weed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He was, he was a weed man. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> So, so he, he also he was a businessman. He was also a businessman. He man. was an extracurricular businessman. Business <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? Okay. Who cares? No one cares. Nobody cares that this man sold weed. Anyway, continue. Okay. Just don't say his name, please. Yeah, no names okay. included. No names. Yeah. So, um, so a man who smoked and sold weed. Yes, he brought me to this park. So while we're sitting at the park, um, one of the guys there. Happened to be a filmmaker, coincidentally. Cool. And so I'm like, oh, hey, I, I pitched him the idea that I had about doing the film. And he was like, yes, I, it'll totally be down to help you film this. I feel like me and my friends have been going through this alone, this whole, like, struggle of trying to be, like, seen and respected in this country that, like, okay, yeah, like, we didn't expect the bad shit that happened in Nigeria to happen and force us out of our homes. But, like, we had to find home wherever we felt safe at. So to come here where it's, like, safer, but, like, the people don't accept you because of they just feel like if you have to be, like, a certain way or a certain amount of Italian mm-hmm. to prove something to them, it was, like, he felt that needed to be, that story needed to be told. So okay. he was all for helping me film, like, and I was just like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Like, I was, I just couldn't believe, like, I went to the, I didn't expect, like, to meet the filmmaker, to, like, have meet all these people that were willing to help me put this film together. It was, like, the, the day after, like, the first day I went to try and, like, just see what would happen. It all came together. Yeah. So I was, like, awesome, great. So the following weekend we went and we filmed, like, some, I wrote down, like, a little, like, script. Mm-hmm. And, like, me and him would go back and forth throughout the week to, like, make the script together. He got some of his friends who would be interested in talking and sharing their experiences. So he recorded them for the film. He got me, like, kind of walking around Florence, just, like, 
looking at just looking around the area and it's it's just awesome because you literally see like the stairs i'd be talking about in mm-hmm. the film and so it's just me like this one point where i'm just standing there by the train station looking at the camera mm-hmm. and like you just see like the people going by and like the looks and like just the i feel like i really captured like how i felt being there like and also you see in the camera too there's no other people of color i'm the only one in on the street yeah and so it's just like very cool that we did that but like I'm still struggling to edit and bring it together. Like, well, so I, it's not done yet. It's not done yet. Okay. Like, I need, if anybody's a filmmaker, I need help. help editing this thing no together. Problem. We'll put that, we'll put that, um, in the, in the show, in the post show or the pre-show or something. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. No yeah. problem. That's, yeah. Cause like, that's, I feel like it really needs help. to be brought out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, help. <laughs> help her. I like, I feel bad for like slacking because the filmmaker kept asking me like, hey, is the film done yet for like the past year? And I feel so bad. So I'm like, yo, I got to get that out there. Like mm-hmm. definitely share it to him so he can have that on his portfolio and like spread oh. that message. Oh, I love this. That was great. Uh, anything else you want to share? Anything else? Um, I guess I just want to share like a couple of like, um, things the most I learned from the experience. Because again, like the whole social aspect really affected my art and in a way that I had to stay true to who I was despite like all the different adversities that happened mm-hmm. um, and like growing up as a shy kid like having to every day get out my comfort zone and like fight for who I am mm-hmm. really like built like a solid like okay I started to understand what are the things that I will and will not stand for in my life what, who are the people that I will and will not stand for who's loyal who's not mm-hmm. um what type of what what are my values what do I really want to do and say with my life what do I want to say with my art and I was just like moments while I was in my apartment I would just like make lots and lots of different drawings and then those little drawings became like bigger paintings and drawings that my teacher was really um excited to see like the portraits and how they like the nice rendering lines told combined with like the simple background of like plants or like hearts or like little symbolic shapes that are universally known mm-hmm. that was like where my style came in so like yeah i like to thank like those bad experiences for helping me find my style in mm-hmm. a weird way yeah <laughs> and then like um my artwork got featured on the cover of the school's um end of the year art show they had like a little book that they kept like all the like the best students that they liked in each art genre and like yeah to come into school late and then to like every assignment I gave to the best of my ability and I really put my heart and my soul into like making sure this was the message that I wanted to say about myself with my work mm-hmm. and so like watch it the, the process and how like the pieces just like kept telling more and more about what I wanted to make um that really like had me thinking like oh snap like okay this my message like my voice is there mm-hmm. is it's like very strong when you look at those pieces so I was like this really happy like that that really pushed me for the better and made me a better person in terms of like thick skin and just like always stay always always stay true to who you are despite like what everybody else is doing mm-hmm. and like Thank you so much for listening to Artist Gripes. A huge thank you to Yasmin for sharing her experience and her newfound wisdom. If you're interested in contributing to Yasmin's film, please email us at info at nopeakingtheater.org and we might be able to connect you. 
As always, Artist Gripes is a No Peeking production, and if you're looking to support other things we do, come to our shows in February and March at New York City's Frigid Festival. You can always check out what we're doing on our website, uh, which is nopeakingtheater.org. Pre-show and post-show was written by me, Amanda Levy, and the theme song was composed by Julian Gordon, who will be on an episode coming up soon. Okay, bye!